Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome back to the 750. I am your ORG Ochoa. He is your 75, two times Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer, and hopefully somebody with a lot of golf on their plans for the rest of the spring. Tony Casillas, TC, what up? You know, everything's doing good. Let me ask you this real quick. I, I don't know. You may collect hats or you may have things that you like, that you like to have. This morning, I, you know, before I started the show, I was in my closet, and I don't know what I'm thinking, but I must have like 100 T-shirts, RJ. So I'm trying to compartmentalize. I'm like, why do I need something I haven't wore 15 years ago? And sure. Everything's like crammed in there, but uh, that's kind of some of the uh, little side bar, or little housekeeping. I was, I, I just don't. Some things I just don't want to part with, but sure. anyway, I don't know if you had that problem, you know, stuff and stuff in your drawers and you're like, Hey, you may want to just like uh, downsize to maybe 50 or 25 t-shirts. So, because how many t-shirts can you actually wear? Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, well, I have a lot of thoughts here. Uh, first of all, you need to watch, um, I never watched it, but there was that, that really popular Netflix show about the woman who was really great at organizing and right, um yes. and, and i think the phrase was like spark joy so you you got to go watch that because i think she had like a way to fold shirts that you know makes it easier so maybe that's that's what you need to do later on this week um but beyond that well it's polar opposite because you've got my side of the closet and it's it's kind of a little disarray and order unorganized then you have my wife which everything is like everything is categorized uh, spring, winter, everything mm. in uniform size. And then you got mine. So I, I think it may be, yeah, I, I, that's a good recommendation. I'm going to try that. Although my wife's been trying to get me to do that for the last 27 years. And <laughs> God, I just, you know, before this lifetime is over, maybe I need to look at more organization. <laughs> I, I'm so, I have, um, since I've been like, maybe since I was in high school, I, my closet is color coded. And I used to catch a lot of heat from my friends about that. I'd be like, you have your co- closet color coded. It's like, yeah, because time is money and I don't want to <laughs> waste time like looking for stuff. Um, yeah. But so my other thought here is I don't really collect shirts. I do collect a lot of caps. Like if I go somewhere like a golf course or something, I typically mm-hmm. like a cap just because I feel like you can wear a cap more often than you can wear a shirt. You know what I mean? Um, but so my, my, but question, you always have your favorite one though. You may have right. 25 caps and you may have, as I mentioned, 50 t-shirts, but you always go back to the same one. So it's right. just the other ones are just kind of sitting around, but yeah, I like, I, I get the collection aspect of it. Well, so you should do this thing. I've never done it. I've thought about it, but have you ever seen the people that make the blankets at like a quilt out of t-shirts? 
and they do it's like a it's like a grid it's like four shirts as one row and so it's oh like that's a, a great idea yeah, it's i'm like, not saying that it's yeah. like a four by four grid and they take the front like the main like the mm -hmm. chest part of the shirt just so <laughs> you get to keep it and, and then they put like a like sew like an actual blanket underneath so that you you know it still keeps you warm so you gotta do that that's a quick way to burn through you know 20 or so shirts and and my shirts are double x so that'll cover a lot of <laughs> lot a lot of space <laughs> my uh my last question on the on the t-shirt front i did not expect to be talking about this but um did you ever have i know uh, that's just how you know, we get into that right uh dominating the 90s did you ever have a senior frogs shirt was that your thing did you ever have a senior frogs shirt or tank oh, yeah. top running? yeah it, <laughs> yeah you, every time you go to you know cozumel or right. you go to cancun or whatever it is across us, you know, and in Mexico. So, yeah, I, I've always, I'm a Hispanic guy. Yes, yes. Okay, cool. That was a good, I mean, like, obviously I was way too young, but, you know, like growing up, my dad and my uncles, like that was like, that was the brand, <laughs> you know what I mean? For all the dudes is to have some Senor Frog stuff. Um, so very cool. Uh, well, Tony. And the Giggle uh, Marlin was a good one. And, and, oh, and Cabo yeah. San Lucas. So that was, a, that was another one. I don't have it. I think my son has that. He collects. That's the thing about it also. And I know we're getting off top. We'll get into the other teams playing in the Super Bowl and the Cowboys, how close they are. But uh, he likes that throwback. Yeah. Stuff. Like the Corona. Uh, everything that we off shirts too. So it's going to do that. I donate it or give it, donate it to him. Or he just comes in and just rates my closet <laughs> yeah, um on like this actually kind of goes full circle in a way i remember one time when i was in college um a late night after studying of course um at whataburger <laughs> and um just sitting there with my friends and some dude walked in with a super bowl 28 championship cap um obviously the game you guys won and i i still don't have one but i i saw that and at the, like now i think the cowboys website sells those things but at the time like you couldn't find that anywhere I walked up to that dude because and actually um, a friend of mine there knew the guy. And so I was her, her name was Morgan. I was like, hey, Morgan, go tell this dude I will give him thirty dollars right now for this cap. And he was like, it's my vintage cap. And I was like, dude, no, like that. you, I'll get you any other cap to be your vintage cap. Like this is an important cap. Uh, There's a piece of memorabilia there. Yeah. Hey, to that point right there. Uh, so there was a shirt that was made back in 25 years ago. So reflecting as you brought up the uh, you know the shirt that you saw your your buddy had, my son actually bought one. It's got like you know the faces of different. I think it was the boys of you know the, I think it was nineteen ninety three. I don't know what uh, Super Bowl was. Uh, so it had all these different faces on there, and it had mine. Mm -hmm. And I gave my my son had bought it or got it off eBay or someone had he'd gotten it from his buddy or whatever. He bought it. You know what he did? He sold it. What I said, dude. Yeah, I said, dude. I said, you sold it. Why didn't you just give it to me? Well, Dad, you couldn't wear. It. I said, well, I'll just keep it. Yeah, I got I, a, you know, I got a drawer full of thirty shirts right now. I'll just add it to the pile. Exactly, yeah. and I don't. That's something I don't have. And I'm like, you really actually sold it? And he goes, yeah, I did. And I asked him well, how much you sell it for. And I'm like, oh my god. I, so it was probably for beer money. I don't know what it's for. I'm like, dude, I would have given you paid you ten dollars more than what you paid for it. Right. But anyway, it's he he did. Uh, he did have to part ways with that. I it's guess he, his beer tab was too much in <laughs> in college. I don't know. I, 
<laughs> who knows? <laughs> it's interesting because your y'all's dominance came in an era of sports fashion, I think, where every championship team got the caricature drawings. You know what I'm talking about? Like the little, I think it was more popular with like NBA title yeah. shirts, uh, but there was always the like, the little figure drawings of dudes. Yeah. Uh, so do you, I was going to ask, do you have any of your Super Bowl championship caps or t-shirts or anything like that still, or or that's all gone at this point? Yeah, I do. I have like a couple of jackets. I mean, I have jackets. Uh, caps. Uh, again, one of my, yeah, I get, so there's one from 93. It's a Reebok. I mean, it's a uh, limited edition, trust me. And <laughs> so it's so funny because I have stuff up in my attic and I actually had a membrane guide. I mean, stuff that I'm like, I don't, you know, I'm not going to, what am I going to do with it? So, it was so funny. My wife and I are redoing a room upstairs and there was a suitcase. We're like, we need to get, what's in a suitcase? We open it up and mind you, it's been probably, the suitcase has been upstairs. We've been in our house for two and a half, almost two and a half decades. And so we open it up and it's so funny, RJ, there's this like throwback, these leather jackets that had these, kind of Arsenio Hall, you'll have to Google it, but it just, these kind of like really modern, it just, it just had different, it was definitely a 90s leather jacket, different colors. And then there was this jacket in there that said pro, pro players, it was an NFL PA jacket. And it had this big carriage on the back, like you mentioned. Uh, and my son goes, I'll take that. And then I had this orange bowl jacket. It was like a windbreaker. I mean, we're, we're talking back in the eighties. Yeah. Ride orange, look like you are a construction worker where you're working on a construction site with people, or you're actually going hunting where people can see it, right? Right. Uh, so that and then the Reebok jacket, which has a, it's embroidered, embroidered. Uh, it says nineteen, it was a it was a Super Bowl uh twenty-eight. Okay. And my son the got ATL. that. Right. Yeah, so that was so it was we open up this all the stuff in there. I'm like, where the hell did that come from? I haven't seen it in twenty years. But yeah. Uh, so uh, I maybe I, my son's probably unless he <laughs> keeps selling it. <laughs> I did not expect to talk about this stuff. I do think that people find this really interesting because like um like generally when you talk to a former cowboy, it's at like an autograph session. So you don't get to hear this kind of stuff, which is why this show is so awesome that you do with us. Um so I'm just gonna keep going down this rabbit hole. Um my first question, I can't believe sure. I've never keep asked going. this before. What was it like to down play? the hole we all go? Right. I wanna come like back that. to the I wanna come back to the gear because I find okay. all of this really interesting. But I I've never asked you, what was it like to play Super Bowl twenty eight in Atlanta? Like that had to have been cool for you. Well, it was cool because it was back to back and going back to my right. stomping ground. And, and I really didn't part ways really well with Jerry Glanville. There was just this butting of heads and I just right. wasn't, I, I didn't fit in. I wasn't one of his guys. And so, you know, 91, I was able to basically orchestrate this trade, uh, threatening him that I was going to retire. Ken Harrock at the time was a GM. And so finally was able to work the trade and, so to go back there after three years of being in Dallas and the first year in Dallas went to the playoffs in 91 and 92, right. we won the Super Bowl and we're back to back, kind of like the Kansas City Chiefs are now. And to go back there and just feel like, hey, man, uh, look at me now. Because then, the excuse me, the Falcons were so, it was, uh, right. I would say, it was a doormat of the NFC West at the time. And, and, and to be able to go back there and play in a place that you were drafted and really – didn't end on the best terms. 
it was kind of nice to like throw it up in Jerry Glanville's face. So I, I, I did get a little uh, satisfaction out of that, but it was, it was tremendous. That's I awesome. do remember this in the venue there was all these uh all these you know these performances inside the 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 i believe at the time it was the uh, georgia dome right um and i just know that you know when you do something like that all the smoke and effects of it uh and you could not breathe it's hard enough to breathe in a game like that because emotions are so high during the super bowl mm-hmm. you're like what i mean this is ridiculous energy but the fact that you couldn't breathe in, you breathe in all this like fumes and I'm like, you're hyperventilate. I just remembered like the first five minutes is very difficult. It was on the sidelines. The fact is hyperventilate because all the, you know, the emotion and adrenaline, but the fact I couldn't breathe, man, I'm like, after five minutes, finally was able to, you know, collect your bearings and able to breathe. But uh, that's also something I remember about that game. And in fact, we beat the bills again. That was pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, I think, again, all of this stuff people eat up, and this is really interesting. Okay, so I want to go back to the gear because, like, that's the stuff that I'm I'm a little bit more obsessed with than most oh, people. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. when you do an autograph signing, you know, because there's always the, like, when people buy autographs, if people buy them, there's, like, levels of authentication. Do you have to sign something if some like, there's, like, an authenticator around? Like, what, what's the process like on your end with the person that's authenticating your signature? Well, the last one I did uh, – so what usually happens is that you go to one of these memorabilia shows. There was one right. one here back, uh, I believe it was back in December that we did, or yeah, and it's fine. It was in is Allen, Texas, and it was at this uh, you know convention center. So there's a bunch of cowboys. So what they do is you bring in you you know you determine how many pieces of uh, you know you want to sign cards, pictures, whatever, and they mm-hmm. resell it. And so what they do is that they take a picture of you signing it, people buy tickets. And um, so that's how they authentic, authenticate it. All right. And then uh, I think I have one coming up in February, same deal. You, the guy says, okay, I'll, I want to, I want to pay you X number of dollars right. to sign so many different pieces of article, but it's all authenticated. You know, take a picture of it and everything to make sure that you, but um yeah, I think it's pretty it's pretty cool that people still and, and look to get back to going down that rabbit hole that you mentioned. Uh, I did not know this until yesterday, RJ. I'm on Instagram and uh, and, and I noticed something pops up. <laughs> There's actually a, 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 there actually is a page for the, the Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys of the 90s. And I did not know that. And I posted something out there. I'm like you know what, we're still having to go back to the 1990s, Dallas Cowboys, they have all these pictures and everything, and, you know, this action, you know, videos and everything, and mm. all the videos are all grainy and everything. And I'm thinking, we're tired of, like, living in the past. But yeah, I, that's one thing I just came across. But, yeah, that's – to answer your question, that's kind of long abbreviated to get, get off track a little bit. Yeah, that's kind of the way uh, – everything it is, it's kind of in a little box, as, you, as, as you'd say. Right. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 
360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. All right, that is, again, I find this part of football and sports to be super interesting um but so that's really cool at what point in your career did you um did you say like this is my signature you know because you have to sign your name like the same way right you know so like at what point did you decide my signature it's different or it's not the same there's no substitute now no no my substitute my my signature is so bad my penmanship uh (laughs) my my fingers on one of my I got a bad thumb and I got a bad finger. So my penmanship and signature is so scribbly. Uh, you, the lead, you cannot read it. You know, ledger is, is just right. horrible. So I know it's very distinct that when I see the, the signature, although you could probably, no, I'm not even going to say that, plagiarize it because it's so, it's a scribble. Right. But yeah, I could. I know what my signature looks like because I've written it so much, and it's just so bad. <laughs> what's What's the coolest thing you've ever signed? So like oh. one one of the like I have a photo. Um, my dad, the first Cowboys game my dad and I went to, we got a photo with Jason Witten. And the next year, we went back a year later. We knew we had an autograph signing with him, so we took that photo. You know what I mean? So like a billion people have, you know, autographed jerseys from Jason Witten, but yeah. like nobody in the world has a photo of the three of us. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I yeah. think that's cool. But what's the coolest thing you've ever signed? Well, I think as far as being unique, uh, there's there was a Dallas. There was a car club, Dallas Cowboy uh, Car Club, and all their vehicles are customized and Dallas mm-hmm. Cowboy. Uh, I mean, we're talking about this ridiculous I mean, some of these reality shows you, you you watch and you know, people customize cars and paint jobs. Right. And, and so all these cars are just customizing and, and you'd be amazing. So there's a truck that had all, I mean, it was just, I, I don't know. You want to guess how much the guy paid for the paint job, but he said, Hey, I want you to sign my, my, my door. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? So I believe signing a car that just had was just, 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 I mean, it was dope when it came to what it looked like. <laughs> yeah. Because it was just customized. I've never seen that. kind of like, I want to touch that. It's like someone asks you to sign a hundred dollar bill. I mean, what do you want me to sign? Because I mean, a hundred dollars, I mean, you may want to spend that sometime, but that and Probably the old Texas Stadium seats. Those things mm. are really cool when people show up with one of the seats that they bought at the yeah. old the old yard. 
and you sign those. It's, that's pretty unique to be able to sign something like that. But I mean, I've been a, it, it, when you go, I, I know the, the most, the, probably the, my, my best experience is going down into the Valley in Mexico, you know, not Mexico, but in Texas and mm-hmm. really the fans that bring out different things. And um, it's pretty unique at some of the people that, uh, that you meet, but yeah, I mean, I, I, there's a laundry list of different things, man. That's awesome. Okay, my my last question on this rabbit hole. Yeah. We'll talk. We'll talk Super Bowl memories again next week oh, yeah, when the game's week, closer. Um, but before we get to kind of this year's game, um, do you have or like what's the protocol for keeping your stuff, like your helmet and your your uniform? Like what? Like you know? Like what? Do you like the season ends and and you're just like I'm taking this? Like what's the what's the well, battle think- there? Well, I think that I took all my helmets. I took my, my cleats and everything, but you got to remember that's been a long time ago. So what happens to me and is that all the stuff was up in my attic and I still have things. And uh, you'd be surprised at stuff I just had to part ways with. I mean, I have stuff hanging out in my garage because it's just, there's no place to put it. Right. And I'm thinking I, uh, the, it's kind of nice to look around, but I've been looking at this stuff for so many years. Mm-hmm. So I think what I have means probably a lot more than, you know, to other people because they haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. And maybe I take it for granted because it's just my stuff and my team stuff and, you know, different pictures of different people. Um, but I think now there's a little bit more emphasis on game used uh, jerseys, helmets, uh, I mean, looks uh, what was the when when Tom uh, Tom Brady won three years ago, and they they lost his Super Bowl jersey that was worn maybe in two. Remember that, and, and someone had taken the jersey, right? And the jersey was valued like five hundred thousand dollars. You remember that? Of course, I remember that. That was at Super Bowl Fifty One. That was that was the only, that's the only Super Bowl I've ever been at. That was crazy. Oh well, that's that was well. Do the math on that. So that was. What was that? His sixth Super Bowl he played that, in? That, yeah, that was well. That was the sixth. <laughs> Only a sixth that was the Super sixth Bowl. win. Yeah, that was yeah, the twenty-eight the to three comeback. Yeah, the consider he's playing in his tenth Super Bowl. So that was only Super Bowl six. But um, certainly now the emphasis on that. And I and I did I did see something where like the cards, the value in that is just because I don't know if it's a pandemic, but the, mm-hmm. the value in cars that you have. Is starting to uh, pra- you know praise a lot higher now, so that's kind of interesting. And so I and one more thing, and, and I know what we're we're going to get into uh, the Super Bowl and us being the Cowboys, and I say that being out for two and a half decades, is that upstairs I have, I think I have still may still have unless my son talk, I still have like two or three boxes of Topps cards and that are just all these different cards and and. So I'm going to have to go up there and just kind of make this discovery. You know, how do you see these people that like go upstairs in their attic and they find this card or whatever. I mean, there's no Mickey Mantle cards up there. but <laughs> So I have to go up there and just kind of venture out because I did hear that the value in cards is going up because of the pandemic. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's cool, man. It really is. And it's just the older you get out of it, it it's the novelty. Honestly, wears off. Yeah, now that makes sense. And I, I could see – um, maybe being annoyed is not the right way to put it, but like, like it has to be frustrating, I guess. Um, like I know they lost, but to this past weekend, see Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas and Andre Reed 
talking about the Bills and the AFC Championship game and, and getting getting to be, you know, the crew that's like part of all that when you guys are kind of like, we, we're we down. Like, if you know, go, come on, Cowboys, go to the Super Bowl or get, just go to the NFC Championship game so we can do all the talking that the Jim and Thurman and Andre are doing. And so, um, I don't know. I, I think One thing I don't, I, I don't really envy those guys is oh. that they were in four of them and they don't have nothing really to show to show of, but look, the fact that they're gotten back and it's relevant. See, Hey, I, I do, I, I do these hits with Mike Ducey. He is a, a sportscaster in the Dallas Mark, you know, in Fox. Yeah. And I, we were doing this hit last night and he's asking me, so what do you, you know, you see these, the teams that are playing in the Super Bowl, And he, he mentioned you guys has been 25 years since the Cowboys have been in a Super Bowl. I mean, what, what, What's word comes to mind? I said bitterness, right? Because I, I think I can speak for myself as a former player that played on those teams. But think about the fans. Think about the fans in a generation now that really don't know anything about the Cowboys twenty five years ago because a lot of them weren't even born, mm-hmm. but still living off that brand and what Jerry has done, and don't have anything to show for it. Right. So I, I, I thought that that to me was kind of what I. How I felt. I don't. I, I'm not speaking for you or other people that may watch our podcast, but yeah, I am a little bitter about that. I think it's it's certainly frustrating. Um, and like every year, maybe more frustrating than bitterness. But right. You know. But ev- every year, like the number grows, right? Like it becomes mm-hmm. all the more. Like think about yeah. it. It's it's been 25 years since mm-hmm. the last one, right? But yeah. like think think about it. At the time, like look at the first 25 years of the NF or of the of the merger. Like in the first 25 years, the Cowboys had you well, you were about to you know start the dynasty, but the Cowboys mm-hmm. had won two Super Bowls. They had appeared in uh, what. Uh, five at the time i mean right. so you know like th- those 25 years were incredibly successful versus these 25 years like I, I i put out you know you could do this a lot of different ways but like something i always say is like the last time the cowboys won the super bowl marvin harrison was in college and like think yeah. of like marvin harrison had a whole nfl career won a super bowl himself retired and then was enshrined in the Hall of Fame. When the last Cowboys Super Bowl, John Elway had never won a Super Bowl of any kind. And, yeah. you know, he obviously would win to, again, retire himself, sit out the necessary period, be enshrined in the Hall of Fame, start a whole new career in football in terms of, you know, the path to being a general mm-hmm. manager, yeah. climb the ladder enough to like achieve that status and built a Super Bowl team of himself. Um, and so like it, it is frustrating if, if that wasn't obvious. And so I, I think that, you know, I did a video on our YouTube channel on Monday um, about what the Cowboys can learn from the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. And obviously it's super easy to make the Super Bowl when you have quarterbacks like Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. Duh. But um, I think the lesson to be learned is to be active and to spend and to not be afraid. And you look at like the chiefs are not the best example of this because they have so many kind of homegrown talents and and they've just done a great job of evaluating that. But the Buccaneers, obviously Tom Brady is, is a exception, but you know, what did they do with Tom Brady? They said, okay, we're, we're going all in. Here's Gronk. Here's Antonio Brown. The year before they brought in Domacong Sue in for Gerald McCoy. Like I, I love Gerald McCoy and I hope the Cowboys bring him back. But I actually respect that the Buccaneers said, 
Joe McCoy is a great player and has been for our franchise for a long time, but it's time to move on. And Kong Su at, at the moment in time is an upgrade over him. And we can't just hold on to Joe McCoy because we love him. He's a family member, et cetera. That was a, a cold hearted decision that they made. But you look at the interior of the Bucks defensive line and Vita Vea obviously really came on strong on his, his return on in the NFC championship game. But like, that's, that's one of the things is like, you have to, you have to be active. You, you can't just sit and rest on your laurels and hope that everything just works out for you. Yeah, I really tell you, but it, it starts with the quarterback. And that's the narrative for the for both these franchises. You have Patrick Mahomes, who is going to be eventually greatest of all time. And then you have uh, you have the greatest of all time, best quarterback in the NFL right now. And then you have mm-hmm. Tom Brady, who's just, you know, we mentioned, he's just 20, he's, you know, been in the league 21 years and been to two Super Bowls. I mean, people fantasize and dream about just being in one right. and to put it all in perspective. But and then you look at all these last, uh, the, both the AFC and NFC championship game, it comes down to the quarterback. And then after that, once you get that in place, and that's when I think now this is a time that you, you, you have to get something done with Dak. That's the guy you believe in. And here's the thing also, I think, and I thought, and I know sometimes Rex Ryan uh, on ESPN says some things that's kind of outlandish. And I respect his opinion because he's very opinion, but he made a good point. And I, I'm, you may have read this on, on Twitter and social media. He, you know, he said that uh, you know, people went to New England to pay the one to, they wanted to play for Tom right. Brady and not necessarily Bill Belichick. And I started thinking about that, you know, and that resonates because you see about the players that they put together. There's one thing to have a quarterback that is good, but may not have the intangible things, leadership and, you know, you hear things about Tom Brady talking to, you know, the equipment staff and all the way up to, you know, all the, you know, the superstar players. It's that kind of dude. So you you look at that. And I think for me, that, that speaks volumes because he's built that, obviously. But to the point about going out and spending money at Kansas City, there's going to come a point where they're going to start paying dudes and they're going to lose. You know, I, Tyree Kill to me is just amazing. Uh, Travis Kelsey is amazing. They went out and got uh, – someone may uh, – you know, you, you look at the running back situation, you know. They go out and get uh, – was it Le'Veon Bell, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and there's and, – and also someone made a, made a point when they – you know, Antonio Brown and, right. and Le'Veon Bell are going to the Super Bowl, but not with Ben Rossenberger. So there's so many things. But the, the point is, is that you have to be committed to – uh, one particular philosophy you have to stay be patient and stick with it and you can't get all uh, you can't let your emotions make your decisions and I think sometimes we have a tendency to do that I know the, the Cowboys have done that in the past but it starts with the quarterback RJ and then from there then you got to go get pieces to the puzzle defensively Sure. As you mentioned, the, the, the Bucks amazing as far as stopping the run. Right. I mean, that is the reason why, to me, yeah, they had good – yeah, Tom Brady, but realistically, when you look at everything, defensively, they're the ones that really, really help you really immensely as far as winning big games like that. I agree. And, I mean, obviously, Dak Prescott is not Patrick Mahomes. And, and I think – I know, again, that they lost, but like I think the Bills are maybe a better – like team for the Cowboys to copy, so to speak, because like you, you can get to the conference championship game with 
really good quarterback play. And and that's that's what Dak Prescott offers. Is he Patrick Mahomes? No, but like he can be Josh Allen, you know, at his peak. And I do think, and I said this in the video, the Cowboys have surrounded Dak with great weapons offensively. I mean, they just drafted CeeDee Lamb, you know, for goodness mm-hmm. sake. But but they just cannot, and that the problem, we've had this conversation for like 20 years. It's, you know, like, do you know the last legitimate resource they spent at defensive tackle? It, you, you shared a photo with him at, at a mansion a few weeks ago. I mean, Russell Maryland was the last yeah. dude who the Cowboys like really spent a legitimate resource on in terms of, you know, the middle of the defensive line. They have ignored the safety position. And and like, th- just think about like, we're talking about Indama Kong Su and Vita Vea were great for the Bucks. And, and the, that's the, you know, I don't want to take anything away from Shaq Barrett and, and JPP, but the reason that pressure off the edge just never goes away is because that interior part of it is never stopping either. I th- look at the Chiefs, Chris Jones, you know, and they gave him a big time contract a year ago. They went out and got Frank Clark, which I mean, has mm-hmm. its own levels of debate, but y- you need that. You, it starts in the middle and you can't just and I mean this with no disrespect to them. You can't just continue to go with Antoine Woods and Dontari Poe. Like you if you want elite production there, you got to pay an elite price. And I think the other you know, point of, of emphasis is the secondary. I mean, Tyron Matthew is a player who the Cowboys said was not a scheme fit. And that has blown up in their face because he changes what the chiefs do defensively. And, and they just, they, that I'm not saying get a defensive tackle, get a safety and every problem is solved for the Cowboys. But if you just continue to trot out average dudes there, it's going to be the same thing. Even if you have Dak Prescott playing at an incredibly elite level. Yeah, and I think that I think Jerry and I think whoever the GM, you know, Stephen Jones, they like to load. They like to load up on the offensive end. I mean, that's what they've been known for. They will go out there and spend money um, on players, and I think that that's the continuation of the brand for them is to you know build off the sexy position and really just try to get by on the defensive side of the ball. And look, the scheme is not going to help you win. You got to have players and. You know, to me, I think that I've always said this. It starts right there on the front, the front seven, the front four. I mean, that's really that's the emphasis. And, you know, those guys are hard to find sometimes, but you have to take chances. You know, sometimes you got to swing for the fence, and hopefully, maybe you'll get a home run, maybe you'll get a triple, maybe, but you'll get some consistency right. within this team. I think the secondary, especially in the game of the the way the games evolve. The safety, especially, I mean, you really have to find a hybrid type of guy. I mean, those guys, they're hard to find, but you got to have a guy that can play in the back end um, and, and make good decisions and then come up on the line of scrimmage. And with these quarterbacks that can that are dual threats that can move, you know, it's difficult. But you have to really just try to be consistent. Can, think about that, RJ. When you feel consistent enough, I mean, we saw Dallas this year. They were consistently bad. There was no average. I mean, I'd rather have average than <laughs> below average. Okay. Yeah. And then if you average, you can become more, you can, you can be a playmaker. You can, at times you can be above average and the consistency there is something that they have not really had, uh, especially last year and something that they need to really try to find because all these teams. And again, here we are talking about other teams in the playoffs. They all share the same elements. I mean, they really do. Yeah, I mean, you're right. At at the core, 
great quarterback play is there. It's extremely rare that a team gets to the Super Bowl without great quarterback play. But beyond, like, it, you cannot do that alone. You can't. Like, that's why this both of these teams have incredible supporting cast, not just offensively, but defensively. And yeah, like, there are special, like you mentioned, Tyreek Hill. There's nobody in the NFL like that. And that, like, you can you can look under every rock and maybe you find one, but like, that's just that's an impossible thing to replicate. And and that yeah, like that's an advantage that Chiefs have, and it sucks. But I mean, it is the way that it is do you know tony that the cowboys will visit both of these teams next season they will go to tampa bay and kansas city well that's that's gonna be a tough schedule (laughs) if you already look at the tone i mean if you get those two guys on the on the schedule um i mean right now going to season you could probably say there may be two losses i don't know right we'll we'll see a lot there's a lot of things to be had and and done from you know this point until those those two teams play again um, so we'll get into the game a little bit more in depth next week when we do some Super Bowl memories. But before we leave right now, early thoughts on who wins. Are you taking Kansas City to repeat? Are you going Tampa Bay? Do you want to see the home team win? Like, what, where's your heart? Where's your head? Well, I, my head is when I watch the Buffalo Bills, one of the biggest problems, and they could not score in the red zone. Mm-hmm. And if you're, if you're spotting Kansas City points, basically – and not putting up touchdowns in the red zones, you're going to lose. I mean, that thoroughbred's going to break the gate, and you're not going to be able to catch him. And that's exactly what happened. I like Tampa Bay. I like how their their defense plays. I think that they can create turnovers. And look, Matt Lafleur found out the hard way. You know, mm. you, you give you give uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady threw three interceptions, but I think the damage was done before that. You saw at halftime. I mean, a, a guy's wide open, and Tom Brady puts a throws a dime mm-hmm. um i just feel like i look i the remarkability of tom brady it may i'm just kind of like a man crushing on uh, what he's <laughs> doing but uh, but kansas city to me patrick mahomes had no there was no blemish on his play i mean from the concussion or his toe the dude is phenomenal right but i just think i like tampa bay i think it's a great I mean, what a great story. I mean, look, I think it's going to be a closer game. I think what is Kansas City February, like three and a half. I mean, it's going to be a close game. But I like I like Tampa Bay's defense. I really think that they can create opportunities. And really, it's going to be a, a team that uh, that I think Tampa Bay matches up well. And I, th- I like Tampa Bay going to this game, playing at home in their home park. Yeah, I uh, I'm leaning Tampa Bay. Uh, it's close. I mean, it really is like a 51-49 thing for me right now. Uh, maybe that changes over the next week, and obviously there's going to be a lot said and discussed about this game. Uh, but it will be very interesting, uh, to say the least. Yeah, Tom Brady is incredible. Like at, th- at this point, I don't know why anyone is not enjoying Tom Brady. You know, like his his dominance is just so special and so amazing. Um, and and that being said, I still haven't watched the Tiger doc. Uh, but who are you a bigger fan of all time? Tiger, MJ, or Tom Brady? Man, that's a great question. Now, the the, the parallels with all these those three guys that you just mentioned, uh, Michael Jordan, uh, regardless, he could find a way to close. Right. You put the game in his hand, regardless of age. I mean, he was timeless. Tiger would the same thing even with a bad back. Right. You get him in contention. He's not gonna. He's not gonna pull mentally strong up. And same thing with Tom Brady. You know, Tom Brady does the same thing. I mean, so who's your guy then? You, who's your guy of the three? You can only yeah, have one. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Tom Brady. Wow. And, and, and even LeBron. I mean, LeBron. Right. LeBron, you could, yeah, LeBron's totally. obviously not for. But uh, you give those guys a chance, and you get guys around them that play for him. And, and, and 
I don't know. I never did really. I always thought that, yeah, you have a great coach, you know, and you have a great quarterback. And we, you know, Troy was a tremendous quarterback and we wanted to play for him. But, you know, Jimmy was instrumental in putting at the game. But I just think that guys want to go out there and ball for, for Tom Brady. And that's saying a lot about someone, just like Tiger, more individual, but with the broad, you know. Mm-hmm. And to have those type of traits and those intangible things or you can just – Look, I don't care if I'm 50 years old, man. I've still been there, done that. I'm yeah. going to find one. It's, it may not be physically, but mentally I'm going to get in your head and you're going to be thinking, look, you know, I'm, I, I got to remember who I'm, I'm playing. Right. I'm facing. And at times that can be intimidating. You, you may overthink it just too much. I think yeah, that's I'm going to well go Tom Brady. Yeah. I'll go Tiger. Um, and I think like it's so hard to equate because golf is an individual sport, but I think we see like kind of what you're talking about. Like obviously dudes want to play for Tom Brady, which is awesome. Like mm-hmm. like in President's Cups or Ryder Cups, you see that like how fun yeah. it is for dudes to play with like with and like when Tiger was a captain in the last President's Cup, like you see that same kind of thing, which is really cool. Uh well, Tony, thanks for taking us down the rabbit hole. Um next week again. Man, this is great. I could do this all <laughs> we could do this all day long and just go down the rabbit hole of memories. But next week we'll definitely get into some fun. Next some week we'll stores. talk about Super Bowl memories, what it's like to be there. Now, right? So what? Oh. That was a bitter note to end on. Okay. Get your, Google, get your Google page out, man, and let's go down the memory lane. We're heading down memory lane <laughs> next week. We'll see you all then. This was the 750.